What's up? It's Jenny V, and I am a co-host of the Mixed New Music Club with Dash and also music director here for 101.9 The Mix. And I'm rocking this one solo, but I'm excited about this interview because Holden James, who is a singer-songwriter, is someone who transitioned from country music to pop rock. And he'll tell you more about how he made that decision right here in the Mixed New Music Club podcast. So Holden, that's a unique name. Is James your real last name or is that just a stage name? That is my real last name, yeah. And you are on an international tour right now. How cool. Where are you? I'm currently in Birmingham, England. How is it performing in another country? What's that like? Yeah, it is a learning curve. Each city is so different. It's such a small, you know, like England is so small, but there's so many cities and they're so different. The people here seem to be a little more receptive of uh, openers not being just like the main acts over here. It's very, you can go see a pop artist open for a rock band or a rock artist open for a country uh, touring act. It's a lot more, I think, just open in general. The COVID stuff is kind of, you know, making all of them like a little bit harder to understand too, but it just seems, you know, rock and roll is very much alive over here still, um, but they like the influences, you know, the the bands that I'm open for over here are a little bit more like rock, rock. And I'm a little, you know, maybe on the pop rock side. And the fans just sort of, they thank you after the shows, like for doing it. And it's really cool. It's a really cool experience. So what got you into singing and songwriting? Yep. Music wasn't really a big thing in my house, which is super strange. Um, I kind of came to it myself. Uh, my sister was, she was three years older than me. And, you know, she was kind of the rebellious sibling and she was listening to the Eminem records and the Limp Bizkit records before I was ever like really even into music. So I kind of learned from her a little bit through that. Um, and then she kind of got into like musicals and stuff in high school. So I saw her perform. And so I, I think I almost fell in love with the, the performance aspects a little bit more. Um, and then eventually, you know, my parents came around to music a little bit more and it was, but it wasn't your typical, like we didn't have like cool vinyl collections or anything like that, but it, it worked. It worked. It definitely worked. I see that you live in Nashville. Are you from there? Uh, I am based out of Nashville. I grew up in kind of just south of Buffalo, New York, middle of nowhere. Um, grew up on a dairy farm, kind of lived, lived the life. <laughs> well, I'm from Iowa, so I can relate. Um, I read that you started as a country artist and then kind of switched up your music to pop rock. Is that true? Yeah, well, I guess the first transition ever was getting into country because I was always very into the Warp Tour scene kid kind of thing growing up and was a huge Kings Leon fan and a huge Audio Slave fan. And, and then as I kind of got into college and I had friends who listened to country music, I, you know, you kind of go through those waves and I just fell in love with it and moved to Nashville right after college. I'm sure my parents were super stoked to use my degree. Not really. I was a bio major. It didn't work out. And got down there and people just told me there was a job that was called songwriting. And in Nashville, it's about country music. And so I just sort of stuck my nose to the ground and tried to figure that out. And it took me a couple of years, but I fell in love with it. I still love the writing aspect of country music, but I always wanted to get back into, you know, if I was going to play something live on stage, I'm very much an energy person. And I knew that that time was kind of coming. And then with this kind of wave of, all the bands I grew up with kind of coming back a little bit. I was like, well, this seems like a, as good a time as any to you know finally record some of my own music and 
give it hell if you would that's so cool and honestly i haven't heard your country stuff um we play your single felt that in our mixed new music club and i love the sound it's got that pop rock vibe kind of reminds me of some mgk yeah so that was probably much to the chagrin of my team at the time uh i turned in that for it was the first song i was like brave enough to turn into my team because i've been writing it i'd finished a country record there's a whole country record of mine that you probably never hear but i turned in felt that and i was like guys uh, I'm not really going to like say anything. I just want you to listen to this and like just give it a second and then then respond to come back to me. And my manager just called me. He's like, you just made my life incredibly difficult, but like we've got to do this. And it was it was fun. And most of those songs, honestly, like they start as country songs in the room. And then usually about halfway through this writing session, I'm like, I think I know what I'm going to do with this or X, Y and Z. And But it definitely. Yeah, I was listening to a lot of that young blood stuff at the time and a lot of the, you know, the MGK stuff, of course, and, uh, you know, they're, they're mixers, and a lot of those producers are in Nashville, too, so that energy's around the town now, so it was, it's just, it was just fun to kind of put, you know, my spin on it, I'm not as, you know, probably punk as the punk artists, and probably not as rock as the rock artists, but it's kind of Nashville allows you to do your own thing and people just listen. Okay, so being based in Nashville, you had to probably have performed in front of a ton of like bachelorette parties and very different scene from where you are right now. Uh, you are dead on most of that. Um, I try to stay away from the bachelorette parties uh, for more reasons than one, but um, I've done it all. I've played in front of nobody. I've played in front of thousands of people. It's just a kind of a you you've got to be like sharp you're playing in like the major leagues of music in general and the fans expect it to be there whether they're tourists or they're music industry people i usually play like i try not to do too many in town but like like writers rounds we do a ton of that's just on every bar in the whole city i'll go play the bluebird once in a while and i'll play the listening room and kind of be able to try out some new songs it's kind of difficult, though, right now, just because a lot of the people that I work with are in the country scene still, and we'll go to a writer's round, and there's four of us up there, and we each play three songs, you know, and I play songs off my EP, and the next guy plays, like, a George Strait cut from, you know, a thousand years ago, and, like, the difference, it was so weird to begin with, and I think that was more of, like, me being a little, like, insecure, being like, okay, well, here's my sad boy stuff. I know you came here to listen to Luke Bryan cuts, but, you know, and it's... It's made me feel more confident, I think, in my music. So I've had to do it in front of people. And I opened for the Cadillac Boys. And, you know, you're you're working with different demographics of people's fans. And, you know, some fans look at me like, oh, no, like, what's this guy doing? Why does he have a pearl necklace on? You know, like, you get some of those. And then you get some fans that are like, this guy's just not cool enough. You know, like, you get to, like, a trendy venue and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> it's great. And I think Nashville gives you that full spectrum. Like, you get the bachelorette parties who just, like, anything. They love it. It's great. It's entertainment to, you know, CEOs and all those guys staring at you. And they're, like, calculating how much money they think you might be worth. And I, I love the city for it. It's great. So being a songwriter and on an international tour right now, you probably have had some pretty cool places to write music. Or does it bring you, like, a lot of inspiration? Do you have any crazy stories about where you've had to work from? Yeah, I've been writing. I mean, I write every day no matter what. I've got my, my little rig off to the side here, wherever I am. Uh, yeah, when I got here, yeah, I've never been to the UK. I'm, I always, like, joke with people that I'm not very cultured. Like, I'm very open to things, but, like, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. I go into these cities and whatnot. And I landed in London, you know, just, like, got an Airbnb as fast as I could. And 
I get there and, you know, the outside of the building is just stunning. It's in Camden. It's like the nicest part of this. It's beautiful. I go in and I'm not joking. This place was like of nightmares. And like you guys know, like I've driven from Nashville, Chicago and had to stop at like a like a Super 8 in the middle of the night at a place you don't want to stop. And that place was like five star luxury compared to this. And I was like, oh, no. And I had to stay there because of like some of the COVID tests. You wait a couple days before you can like leave and go do stuff. And I'm talking there was just like this much dirt on the ground like the bed wasn't really even made so I couldn't tell if it was like and I, I remember just being like listen I know what road life is like but like I had never been and like with the COVID stuff too the windows had to be open and they were nailed open so it was like 40 degrees in there and it was just like I was like what have I gotten myself into and I had to work and so like I had like my bed thing you call it a bed like with my laptop and like my microphone and my headphones on. I'm trying to cut a vocal for this next EP and I'm just like you know because the story would be really fun you cut it in a hotel room and I've got recordings I'll have to send them to you guys just like people like hollering screaming in this like hotel and I was just like that's the kind of stuff you can't EQ out I was just like I don't know what's going on but with my microphone I can hear a lot but more than I could with just my ears oh my gosh that's so terrible because I mean you think of a big artist like yourself and you forget that it's not always luxurious places that you get to stay in especially when you're on a tour there's a lot of the fun partying stuff now with the boys on on tour uh which is a little more fun stories but we got kicked out of our I stayed with this band called the Broken Wood Rebels who I'm touring with right now they're this amazing band and there's, you know, four of the guys and a couple guys on the crew and a driver. And like 30 minutes before we get to our Airbnb after the show, they're like, hey, we have to move you. Somebody here got COVID, like, and they're in the room next to you, so you can't be here. And so they shipped us off to another place and we get there and it was the best thing ever. We get there and I'm like, you're joking. We were at a, like, it was called Gulliver's. It's this dinosaur theme park. And so we were each like in like little cabins with like, different dinosaurs giant dinosaurs like look like you're in Jurassic Park and I was like where I didn't know what city in the country I was in I had no idea what was going on it was like 3 30 in the morning you know you get in you're just like I just need to sleep that was the best like you had to walk through like a like a tunnel that was like dinosaur ribs the whole thing and it was like us disheveled band guys and then like four to 12 year olds running around it was an absolute nightmare but it was it was hilarious we've got some funny photos because of it but do you feel pressure from your own fans about the music you write because it's a little different when you're writing for someone else like you're behind the scenes do you think because it's your own music that you have to write stuff that they will love they're allowed to not like every single song I think my my goal is whatever I write in that moment and the way that I record it if I like it I'm gonna put it out the way that I like it and I feel like a lot of people now want everything to kind of sound the same and cohesive and so I just hope that when people listen through my stuff they listen to more than one song you know it's it's easy I'm I've got I love clicking through Spotify and clicking through records as fast as I can to hear something that catches me but I think the whole thing kind of comes together I think the EPs should be kind of listened to together and take it as one big story and kind of make it your own. Speaking of EP, you just released Coping Mechanisms like a month ago. How does this differ from your first one? Did you produce this one? I produced the last one, but I produced this one in kind of a different manner. And by that, I just mean I sort of played everything on it and just really kind of dug into it. The first set was amazing because I got to work with amazing drummers and there's live drums and live guitars and all this crazy stuff going on. And this one, I just kind of wanted to get in the box and kind of make it bigger and programmed all the drums, and played the guitars and played bass and did the thing. And it was just like, for this one, this is just like a little experiment. And 
as I was doing that, I was like, oh, this is, I think this is going to, you know, maybe correlate to some people a little bit more. And that way, when I go into the studio with other people next, they can hear what I do myself and have kind of a reference. Because the first stuff, you know, I didn't have a reference for anybody. And so now I'm excited to, you know, collaborate with people because they'll have an ability to hear what I do, you know, every single day when I'm in my, whether it's my bedroom and apartment or wherever I am in the world, they'll at least kind of know what I do. And through that, I sort of, I just finished up, I I cover a few songs in my set and I just finished up and got some mixes back on those that I think I might put out. It's a lot of the people over here that hear me on stage and they're like, why haven't you put out the cover of that song? And I was like, you know what? That's a valid question. Like if I'm, I'm producing and an artist, I should be able to do that for the fans. And so we're, it's going to be a lot. I think the game plan is just to, if I write something and I like it and I can produce it, then we're just going to put it out. And that way I've got more stuff to play at these shows. So since you mentioned that you didn't really grow up with a musical background, like you didn't have any musicians in your family, what do they all think about your career and how do they react to you being a singer-songwriter? It's weird. They they still, you know, like every musician probably ever, or writer, you go home the holidays and you're like, you know, your grandparents, or your parents have no idea what you do for a living. You know what I mean? Like they, you try to explain it, they don't get it. And you're just like, I know. They're like, so you sell songs? I'm like, well, not technically, but sure. Like, absolutely. Whatever works best. They're like, so you wrote this? I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, I all of these. And they're like, oh, well, I thought that that person wrote it. I'm like, well, I wrote it with that person. They're like, oh, you can do that. I'm like, I've been a writer for like six years. And it's just hilarious. I love it. It's kind of my favorite part. So one question I kind of forgot to ask, like you being on tour with another band and opening up for them, how does that work? Like, how do you get to pick or how is it decided that you are the one who opens up for a certain band? The way that I've found um, on the size tours that I'm on right now, uh, it's kind of word of mouth and like connections. So the band that I'm out with, the Brooklyn Rebels, who are this amazing mix of like kind of Kings Leon and awesome production and new stuff, um, they opened for the Cadillac 3 over here and over in the States a little bit. And those guys, you know, my publisher is the lead singer of that band. My manager is the drummer of that band. They made that connection. And when I got signed, they're like, you guys would work really well together. So they kind of acted as an agent in a, in a sense. And it's hard, a little bit harder in the rock world because I feel like they just kind of throw everybody together. I think kind of like how they do in country too. They're like, you're kind of considered country and you get like a pop country artist opening for, you know, Chesney or somebody. And you have your ideals and you can, you can bid. For some of those two as well, some of those tours are like, hey, we're looking for openers and you can bid and they'll listen to your stuff. But more and more now, even with like Dan and Shay took out the Bank Camino, you know, and there, there's really cool crossings of these kind of stadium shows happening. It makes it nobody really knows anymore. It's just sort of networking and you know, asking questions, really. Who's been a like a pop rock artist that you've really enjoyed watching perform? I mean, I just saw MGK in Nashville and that guy put on a show. I mean, he, you know, it's one of those things where you, I've never walked away from a show being like, is that guy a better rapper? Or is he a better rock star? Like, I, and I was honestly, I was like, I don't know. He was so good at both. And I was like, that's, I haven't seen that a lot. You know, there's always like the really good guitar playing country artists. There's the really, you know, but I've never seen somebody with that ability on both sides and the demographic of his fans, whole spectrum. It made me, I felt super old at times in the crowd. And then other times I felt super young and I was just like, I love this. Like I love the the melting pot. But yeah, I think right now that's, I mean, he's kind of giving me that, that influence and that, that excitement to where 
he's running around he's just doing his thing and i was like that makes me want to you know dress crazy and sing and maybe throw a rap in a verse just for fun because it feels good well you know mgk is headlining at Lollapalooza this summer so maybe you'll be able to come maybe you can perform here soon i would love to i haven't been in ages uh, i went my 16th birthday my parents flew me to a cubs game because i was a huge baseball fan so i went to opening day ted lilly had a no hitter into the ninth inning beat the rockies it was pretty awesome i love that you went to a cubs game because even if you're not a fan just the experience at Wrigley is something that I think everyone should do at least once in their life. And hey, it's only a six hour drive from Nashville, right? So come anytime. We would love to see you in Chicago soon. The weather is just getting nice. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to the Mixed New Music Club podcast. Awesome. Thank you, guys.